Hi guys, welcome back to The Right Type. In today's episode, I speak with Charlie, who is the Senior Publicity and Marketing Exec at Little Tiger UK, as well as Stripes Publishing. I really loved catching up with Charlie and we discuss all things queer and all of the books that have come out from Stripes that she's very excited about. And this is a really good episode and there's a lot of good tips about getting into the publishing industry in this episode. Um, A warning, the first nine minutes are a bit muffled. I don't know what happened with technical stuff. Um, The ghost in my house is always haunting me and so sometimes things mess up. But um, after that, it's clearer. I just hope that you can manage to hear it until then. Um, But yeah, other than that, enjoy the episode. So, Charlie, just introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm Senior Publicity and Marketing Executive at Children's Publisher Little Tiger Group and also Social Media Manager for the Pride and Publishing Network. The first question I wanted to ask was about your publishing journey, like um, how you got into um, publishing and how you got your job. Yeah, so my publishing journey was kind of annoyingly straightforward. Um, my mum's a librarian, so I've always grown up kind of knowing that books are a, a career option and growing up with a love of reading um, and I was privileged enough to grow up in a hometown that had an independent bookshop which happened to be my first ever Saturday job so I, I started as a Saturday girl with an independent bookshop um, and then I became uh, I started working there full-time managing the children's section after I graduated from my BA um, and whilst I was there I was kind of looking after the stock selection that they had making displays doing recommendations um, and also kind of working literary events. Um, and then, so whilst I was there, I was saving up to study an MA in publishing at Oxford Books University, um, which I mostly did, not necessarily kind of a way of like thinking that this will get me a job in publishing, but just to learn what all the different elements of publishing were. Because I, even though I'd been a bookseller, I was very much sort of like in the end till point, I didn't really understand like what was happening to get the books to, into the shop. And so that was really kind of helpful to kind of get my head around what was involved in being a person who worked in publishing. Um, and whilst I was at Oxford Brooks, they kind of encouraged us to do internships. So I did an internship that was kind of near the university at David Stickling Books. Um, I did one at Hockey Books, and it still kind of operated kind of as its own little thing, just starting up in 2012. Um, and then I did one at Headline, um, which I secured because Sammy, who was working as a publicist there at the time, had come in with an author to the bookshop where I was working, and I mentioned that I wanted to get into publishing. Um, so she's like, okay, come along, and, and you, can, you can help out in the publishing department. Um, and like, my final day there was absolutely kind of crazy, because uh, Neil Gaiman had come in for a day oh of God. events, and it was a back-to-back, <laughs> um, him signing 1,300 books in the morning for an hour, then going off to do various media events and podcast recordings, and then it culminated in, like, a theatre event, which I think is just the most... That, like, that hasn't happened to me in my publishing career since. It was mostly that weird day. <laughs> um, and then after my um, internships, I managed to get a job, my first job in publishing at Oxford University Press, which was in their children's department in publicity as kind of a temporary contract because they had somebody who left quite suddenly and they needed the role filled. Um, and I worked there for eight months before moving to London um, and having a job at Orion as the assistant to the publicity director in the adult department. Um, and I worked there for two years 
before kind of really wanting to go back to my first love, which is children's books, and getting a job at Little Tiger. And, and I've been there for the last four years. And that's so cool. You say it's very straightforward, but actually I've never heard that response before. And I think... Um, <laughs> Everyone I speak to kind of says um, that they came out of it like kind of straight out of uni um, and kind of just stumbled into publishing um, oh. and like loved it. But you seem to have had like a love for kind of the publishing side for quite a while. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually, because I always think like it's just kind of this is how it, it kind of fell into place. But I did work quite hard to get there and kind of quite strategically, I guess, so good to know it worked in a good way um, that's so cool about um no gaming by the way that's just so wild i feel like um people always say that you never know what's going to happen um yeah. like in publishing like so many things are just so unpredictable it's a very head trippy day <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine i was wondering what were your favorite books growing up so And those just sound so good because like um, when I was younger I definitely read everything my mum wanted me to read yeah. so I only just kind of grew into my own reader mind now and I think young Charlie is like how I am now so <laughs> I think I'm gonna like <laughs> listen to this back and like take notes. Yeah all of the magic books. Well I think the Stravaganza series is really interesting because it kind of published over time and um, I don't feel like they were as well known as I kind of think other books were for that era but there was about seven of them and they were like different pockets of Italy and they really encouraged me to kind of go to Italy when I was studying. I did an Erasmus year in Venice kind of because of that book so it had a huge impact on me. I'm currently on Erasmus in Amsterdam so I might go and visit Italy if I like read the book <laughs> while I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pop over. Have you read anything that's really amazing that's going to set in where you're 
Um, I've actually never read anything. So, oh wait, I can I kind of guess like to all the not to all the boys. Sorry. Um, what's it called? Um, the Fault in Our Stars. Fault in our stars yeah. yeah, I remember <laughs> like, they had like a whole Amsterdam scene thing. I'm all like, yeah. I think the second act was basically in Amsterdam, or the third act, I can't remember. But um, that's the only one. I've never really yet read anything that's set in Amsterdam. Do you know anything that is? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm trying to think where Percy was set. I think that might be Germany rather than Amsterdam. Um, but yeah, no, I don't really think. Oh, oh, I know um, the Miniaturist, uh, um, oh. Burton, but apparently that is Amsterdam. Okay, I, I own it. I've never read it. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I feel like more books should be set in Amsterdam. It's such a pretty place. Exactly. Um, and I was wondering what queer releases um, are you excited about that are coming from Stripes? Sweet 
love story um, with kind of a, a Chinese protagonist, but it's, it's beautiful. So I cannot wait to talk about that one more unofficially. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for that one. I love so many of you guys' books. I've read Proud and it was just yeah. amazing. I remember I was reading it at like 3 a.m., and I was crying. There's one story about the lottery. Um, yeah. A lottery ticket. I was, that one really, really resonated with me. And then I saw Dean Atta's poem. And then I picked up his book from, um, you know, from... Um, from Hachette, the Black Hachette, Flamingo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. I'm so glad oh. you guys put that together. I feel like uh, definitely as a teenager, that would have really been an amazing book for me. I know it's going to change so many people's lives. And then Wranglestone. I'm so excited for it. I bought the um, finished copy. Um, and I'm so excited for it. I think people kind of are like, oh no, zombie fiction. But as soon as they pick it up and they realise it's so much more, there's so much more to it that it kind of blows their mind a bit. So it's always fun seeing those reviews come in and see people kind of react to it. Oh, I'm so happy for him. And I was wondering, what are your favourite queer books that Stripes haven't published? Yeah, I saw this question come in and was like, uh-oh, we could be here for some time. <laughs> um so a couple that have really like stood out to me over the past couple of years, um, This Is How You Lose the Time War, I read last year on holiday, and it is absolutely incredible. It blew my mind. Um, this one's an adult book, but it's kind of literary sci-fi epistolary novel with two spies who are writing to each other from different sides of a war through time in kind of coded messages, like writing messages inside peach pits and leaving them the other person to find and it's just such an evocative romantic read and mind-blowing so that one really completely kind of swept me away um the other one that i really love recently um is the henna wars um which is just amazing it's a really sweet romantic kind of comedy although it's got some really serious elements to it as well um talking about a girl who um is kind of inspired by her family practice to to open up um, a henna business at school as part of a competition. Um, but then her crush, who is somebody that she was friends with when she was younger, um, kind of goes along to the wedding ceremony and sees henna in practice and decides that she wants to do it as well, even though it's not part of her culture. So it's really an interesting kind of dynamic of them basically hating each other's guts but also loving each other and kind of tiptoeing around the fact that she shouldn't be doing this thing that's really culturally appropriative um, and just seeing their gradual understanding and their kind of mutual appreciation develop across the story of the novel but it really reminded me of Bend It Like Beckham if Bend It Like Beckham had actually had the guts to be gay so <laughs> that's one I really love um, and then a couple of others that I've got on my radar um, I finally read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo which just my little golden cinema heart adored <laughs> Um, and Dangerous Remedy by Kat Dunn, which is a French Revolution kind of bisexual love triangle, but also there are gay characters and queer characters um, just dealing with this kind of really tense situation where they're trying to basically free innocent people from between the French Revolutionists and the Royalists without really taking kind of either side. Um, and also there's this kind of scientific experiment happening in the background that's kind of driving the plot forward um, it's just really atmospheric um, and then a couple of middle grades that I'm really loving um, The Strange World Travel Agency by L.V. Lipinski um, which is not really kind of a queer book in its plot it's basically a world hopping adventure uh, middle grade series for young readers that's kind of very Neil gaiman or kind of a bit kind of um, Doctor Who-ish in its, in its approach um, but 
it's also got a tra- trans main character who's just really sweet. He's a re- really lovely guy. He's kind of dealing with family issues. Um, and then they've got NBCI characters. And kind of, I think in future books, we'll maybe see that more of the characters are out as queer. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how the kids' world embrace that one. Um, and then one that's personally been really meaningful to me is the Murder Most Unladylike series by Robin Stevens, which kind of didn't really start out kind of as a main queer plot but over time as we see Daisy come out as a lesbian it's really nice to see this detective series have kind of queer characters be so integral and so treated so part of the world without it being kind of anything to, to flinch at um, so yeah that, those have all been ones that have been keeping me entertained I love so many of those. Um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo literally killed me. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I was, like, I I was a mess. I've been reading it for so long. <laughs> Why was it the hype? I, yeah, because of the hype and because it was. It sounded so much like a book that I knew I would love if I loved it. But if it didn't, if it wasn't what I wanted it to be, I think I would have found it really devastating. And then it just absolutely blew my expectations out of the water. It was so good. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't expecting it. I feel like I came into it like, let me just see what everybody's talking about. And then I came yeah. out like just shook. And then obviously Adiba's <laughs> book is amazing. And um, I'm so excited for all those books. I, I'm i so happy with like the way um, children's literature is moving. I think it's becoming yeah. a lot more diverse and like just nothing as like what I saw when I was growing up at all. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. And I, I really want to read yeah. Robin's books because I've heard so many great things. Yeah, and I think they get better each book as you go along because you kind of you get to know the characters more. And um, Daisy's my little kind of posh, puffy, weirdo love child. I just adore her <laughs> so much. Um, and yeah, I think it's really they're really fun. But yeah, I completely agree. I think the way that children's literature is going and YA literature um, is going at the moment is so hopeful because there's just so many different, particularly for queer books, there are so many different ways that they can be done because basically you're just having queer characters going through adventures and I think we're really starting to see in the UK world that people are finally putting queer characters into all sorts of stories where they belong. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I wanted to ask what do you do in your average day or week? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I think there's that kind of you really see the tip of the iceberg of what a publicist does on a day to day um just kind of through the outward world um so i put at the beginning too much (laughs) um we don't have a department assistant in our uh, little department there's three of us um the brand director myself and the uh, publicity manager um executive um so we're all kind of working on campaigns simultaneously um i personally work on seven campaign lead titles a month um I, for those, I'm writing press releases, I'm putting together bespoke mailing lists and packaging and posting them out to book reviewers myself and then tracking the social media once they arrive and tracking the blog coverage whilst also using social media to generate general chatter myself and making sure people are aware that they're out there. Um, and whilst that's all going on, I'm also working with media partners to secure coverage. So we work closely with places like Book Trust reading zone reading agency and popster which are really kind of aggregating review coverage and sending them out to teachers and to reviewers and to the general public and um, popster in particular i really love it. it's a um 
kind of child and parent focused reviewing site like goodreads for kids without any of the horrible stuff um and they're really great at kind of getting into pockets of of the country that don't necessarily have kind of a bookshop on their doorstep and they're just finding ways to get knowledge of new books out there to parents um so coordinating all of that sending out materials such as q and a's and interviews making sure that the authors are getting those to answer sending out cover images and internal artwork and extracts and competition copies um, and i'm also doing things like event work at the same time so pitching to festivals to get authors featured on their lineups and you pitch kind of everyone that you're you've got coming up through the year and sometimes so you're pitching about 30 40 people and then you're lucky if you get two invites back just because of how competitive it is and how few spaces there are so kind of making sure that authors know that we're putting them forward and doing our doing our best to kind of get them out there in the limited space that there is so all of the festivals have different admin that we're also maintaining every day so there's things like making sure that they've got travel and accommodation making sure that they know which books are there making sure the event copy is up on the website properly so that they know what the event will entail and then making sure that we're coordinating things like if they need crafting material or uh, powerpoint or kind of all of those background things that they're all there as well making sure that the author is being paid for their work and the fee admins all sorted um, and maybe arranging myself or somebody from the team to go out there and help post it with queue and look after the kids and make sure everyone's working on the day um, promoting those events on social media <laughs> and then also doing things like school event admin so ensuring books are available at school events and the communication has gone out through the teachers to parents so that children have money <laughs> so they can purchase the books um, and also know what the school kind of expects in terms of whether it'll be a workshop or an assembly presentation and um, so all sorts of different things going on around on that side and whilst all of that is going on we're also pitching to feature editors for kind of relevant news angles on books um, for example uh, for change book we had a really great piece in the guardian that was all about um, tanya talking about how books with main characters are kind of being opened up to different genres as well and she was really excited about being able to write something slightly different from what she'd been writing before um and also because i am publicist but also marketer um unlike some departments where you've got somebody to bounce ideas off um, and kind of share that workload i'm also doing the marketing side of things so i'm briefing marketing material like poster designs uh, digital assets so blog tour banners the invites, adverts online, um, all the social media banners that we see, um, sending those out to be costed and printed and getting them designed up, and then also facilitating sending them all out to um, the people who need them, so sending them out to bookshops if we've got standees, or this week I sent out posters to over 100 schools for Agents Idol Investigates, which was really nice because it will mean that it's physically present in all of the schools that we're kind of sending it out to. Um, and then I've got some more things to say, but then I'll stop, I promise. Um, kind of doing things like arranging book launches for debuts, um, coming up with campaign strategies for future titles at the same time as we're working on the ones that we're kind of currently actively, visibly promoting. So whilst I'm doing all of the work, for example, on Wranglestone at the moment, I'm also looking ahead to July and looking at the authors that we've got there. So each of the seven campaigns per month that we've got coming up, making sure that they've got things lined up for them um, so that the authors can kind of rest assured that their book will have 
promotional activity around publication day. Um, so that's things like briefing the strategy documents and telling the authors what to expect, um, arranging cover reveals, setting up kind of blogger pre-awareness with newsletters and kind of talking to various people around those things. Um, and then also kind of the final thing is um, arranging librarian conferences so we go to about four a year, um, FCBG, YLG, SLA, um, and then kind of the later roundup ones. Um, and these are talking directly to librarians about the books that we've got coming up, which is kind of where we can secure kind of awards awareness a lot of the time when they're uh, voted for by librarians. So yeah, a lot going on in a week. <laughs> That's just so mad. I just don't know how you guys do it. I always say that like... Um, people that work in like publishers in different departments, they're all book wizards because they have like this yeah. energy I can't even think of that is just, wow. Thank you guys it's for doing what you do quotes. though. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for doing what you do because I feel like everything will just fall apart without you. <laughs> I feel like I'm falling apart sometimes even with me, so it's good oh. to know that it carries on too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wondering what the coolest thing about your job is. I was thinking about this. I think it can. It depends on book to book because each campaign is so different that sometimes kind of what happens to one doesn't happen for another, and it's hard to replicate. Um, for me, just working on Proud was so personally rewarding. Um, I kind of got into publishing because I wanted to ensure that LGBTQ voices were out there, um, and it was even what I did my dissertation on for my MA. It was marketing and publicising LGBTQ books in YA sphere um so to have that kind of come to fruition was really amazing um and for me the most rewarding thing and the coolest thing is when you see word of mouth kick in so the coolest thing i think for me is really kind of seeing when word of mouth kicks in and when all the work that you've been putting pays off and you can kind of see people that you've not necessarily talked to directly um, take what you've done and, and pay it forward I think that's really amazing so kind of tracking social media and you're like oh I've never sent a book out to that person but they're doing giving it a really amazing review because they've seen somebody else recommend it that you have sent it out to that can be really rewarding yeah I think um, I understand what you mean um, and it's just so cool seeing things you don't think will ever like I've, I've seen so many beautiful wintry pictures of like Wranglestone for example and like yeah. um, I remember I remember seeing the um, proof and I was like, oh, it's such a beautiful proof. And then when I saw the final finished copy and I was like, it's such a beautiful cover. And then people kind of took their own kind of interpretations of it and just made it into something even more magical. So I feel like it just must be so nice seeing things you don't even think will happen, happen. Yeah, seeing readers kind of really inspired by what it is and take, putting their own spin on it. Um, I think, yeah, I see, I've been seeing a lot of um, amazing kind of um, edits about kind of these other things from it that have really stood out and that's, that, that's just beautiful. Yeah. And then um, working on Proud for me, I think it was seeing, um, I, I, I made myself cry on stage talking to librarians about how important it was to me. Um, so I think just having that kind of moment that was kind of quite a, personally exposing moment but seeing having librarians come up to me after that being like oh that was really powerful like we can see how important it is to you and understand how important it will be to readers I think that was quite a, a powerful moment in in my life because I'm um, really kind of working on clouds helped me be more comfortable with my own identity as well so that, that's been pretty special yeah proud was so special and well, did I make this up or did you guys have like a cover that was like blank um, yeah, so we, we did um, we did the cover reveal at 
um, Yauk in 2018, I think it was, um, which we had it coming out, literally coming out of a closet that we had on our stand. Um, and that was amazing. We had about 150 people just waiting for the cover reveal. Um, but the cover itself, if you've seen it, is kind of very heavily, obviously, out and proud rainbow purple fist. <laughs> um, so we, we, went, we went out with a statement for it that was really unmissable and the idea behind that was really kind of letting queer kids know that we are, we are, we're not ashamed to be publishing queer stories and it's something to be proud of. Um, but I was personally really aware of the fact that some kids wouldn't feel comfortable necessarily being able to take that book away from school if they were getting out from the library or if they were buying it they wouldn't necessarily feel safe to do so so it was really important for me to kind of give those kids an option and we did something really simple which is just create a template on a piece of A3 paper which can be printed out and shared in libraries um, where they can cover it up either completely blank or put their own design on it or cover it and wrap or something as well just so it can fly under the radar and, and all kids who feel like they should get something out of reading proud are able to do so um, so that's just available as a download on our website as well if librarians want to print it out or teachers i was so glad to see that because i feel like um especially sometimes kids of color or like um yeah. kids with very religious families like one of my friends growing up i would like borrow her books from my like personal little library when I was a teenager and um I borrowed her Two Boys Kissing by David Levithan and um she had to give it back to me she was like my mom saw it and I got in a lot of trouble and I felt so sad because the thing is I think my mom kind of doesn't really just she doesn't really she didn't care about what I was reading um when I was a teenager she kind of like left me alone at that point but my friend her mom was very very like catholic and um so it was really sad seeing that I thought so I think it's so nice that you guys thought of the kids that obviously um can't be as uh, proud as they want to be but still need that representation and I think it's also just about kind of giving those kids the chance to feel pride even if pride doesn't have to be loud and shouted about it can just be internal and something personal so for me I just wanted to give those kids the opportunity to to feel pride in themselves in whatever way they could and That was just so um, nice. And I love that so many librarians and even booksellers were so um, vocal about it. I remember I would go to so many Waterstones across the country. I would go to even independent bookshops like Gaze the Word. And you just see it all over. You see like um, bookmarks and everything. It was just so celebrated. It was so nice to see. I was wondering, um, so if you could have tea with any three literary related people, dead or alive, who would it be? I know people hate that question. Um, uh, it just stumped me mostly because I'm I'm so like fickle. I know it would change every time I answer it. So I I came up with one. Um, so I think my my three people that I'd like to have tea with all together would be Sarah Waters, Erin Morgenstern, and Mary Shelley. And I think that's because it would be the most kind of queer, goth, mind bending, weird fantasy book that we get out of it at the end of the day. <laughs> I think those would be my three. <laughs> That, that sounds like a really good like um like lunch or like tea yeah. um i would love to meet mary shelley i would love to know 
just what she was thinking because she literally yeah. like invented um the entire genre like casually as like a 19 year old was it yeah and just kind of slightly as a bit of a middle finger up to the, the men in her life who were being overly domineering and she was like well actually here's something that i've done that's all about what i want to bring to the world and i think the way that she kind of came up with that story is so fascinating but also just herself as, a, as an individual she was so kind of hardcore <laughs> she's like queen of the gospel <laughs> so i think she's such an interesting historical figure um, and then obviously like Sarah Waters had such a great knowledge of kind of queer historical figures herself, so I think she brings something really interesting to it. Um, and I, I got to hear Erin Morgenstern speaking um, at a, an event last year for the Stylist Day, and just I think the way that she kind of imagines worlds and the gaming kind of immersive element to her storytelling would be such a fascinating thing to merge with those two other people's imaginations. <laughs> I agree. I've actually got the Starless Sea with me. I, I need to read it because it just sounded so good. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous about reading it because the Night Circus meant so much to me. It was one that I remember selling, hand selling so many copies of when I was a bookseller um, and kind of all my cousins absolutely, absolutely adore it. So I was so nervous to read the Starless Sea because I was like, oh, what? It doesn't live up to it. But I think it's just like a book lover's dream, especially if you love books that take you on worlds that just kind of keep on going and there's so many layers and levels to them. Um, yeah, completely. I just love her descriptive language. And lastly, what advice would you give to people that wanted to have a job in publishing? Um, I think the first thing I'd say is be prepared to do admin work, as you can probably gather from my day to day. As I mentioned earlier, there is a lot and it doesn't kind of let up no matter what level you get to, um, you're kind of the one in charge of everything that, that's working on the day to day. So it, it isn't all lovely talking about books, even though some of, some of it is, there's a lot of other stuff that goes on around it as well. Um, and then also I'd say learn as much as you can about as many different departments of publishing as you can, so you can kind of understand the big picture of publishing. And even if you're absolutely certain you want to go into marketing and publicity or if you want to go into editorial, learn a little bit, if you can, about what production does and what the sales team do and, and write, just so you can kind of see where you fit in in how publishing works. I think that will give you a much bigger, broader understanding of kind of the world it, as it is. Um, and that kind of also stems to like looking at the different routes to market, so understanding that you're publishing into libraries, you're publishing into schools, you're publishing into bookshops, um, and just trying to reach the general reader as well. I think once you kind of see the bigger puzzle picture of what you're what you're doing, it helps you focus on what you want to achieve. Um, and then if you're actually applying for work, and especially if you're applying for publicity and marketing roles, I'd say look at the social media feeds of the publishers that you're applying to, look at the newsletters, and make sure that you've got a really firm grasp of what work is currently being done and how it's being done in different ways. So see how they're communicating to all the people I mentioned before, like the bookseller, the librarians, etc. Um, see how they're communicating in different ways and what kind of activities they're doing. Um, and you can just kind of grasp that by looking at the messages that they're putting out. Um, and then have a look at trade news magazines like the Bookseller or Publishers Weekly to see what acquisition announcements have happened and think about the future because that's the work that you'll be stepping into if you get the job. So if you see something that's just been acquired, think, oh my gosh, that's amazing. How would I put my stamp on that going forward if I was working on, on that title? What could I bring to that campaign? 
that would be different and unique to me. And I think that's a really good way of positioning yourself as somebody who will do the job and kind of know what they want to do and what they want to achieve from the work that they put out there. So hopefully that's helpful thank you so much and where can everybody find you and your um like your social media i'm at charlie in a book on pretty much everything so charlie in a book all one word and where can they find like stripes um stripes is at stripes books and also at little tiger uk um little tiger encompasses all of our fiction publishing and non-fiction publishing from board books all the way up to ya so that's kind of the main first protocol um, and on Instagram, we are at Little Tiger Book. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was so lovely talking with you. Thank you, Dr. <laughs>